1: I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media, and I'm super excited to have Damian Nordman with me today. Damian and I met, oh, probably a year and a half or more ago at a conference, really clicked and connected, and he interviewed me for his podcast. Now, I have the pleasure of finally getting on his calendar to interview him for my podcast. And I said, Damian, what is your business? And he goes, DamianNordman.com. How cool is that? <laughs> Damian, I'm so glad that we actually got our calendars to align. Tell me what's going on. What's your business? What are you doing? What leadership skills are important to you? What's up with you?
2: Hey, Jennifer. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is great. I know we've been trying to connect. We we <laughs> like you said, you had me on. Uh, I you had me on. I had you on my show. Oh gosh, that was months ago, and we've just we've been so both been so busy as as life happens. Um, So I thank you for having me on. This is going to be fun. Uh, Gosh, lots of things. You just kind of opened the door to several different areas. So I, quick background, very quick. I was with an organization for many years uh, called the School of Metaphysics, and I learned a lot about leadership there, and largely because I was pretty much always leading people who were... Uh, on a volunteer level, but we're doing uh, (laughs) almost like having second, you know, part-time or full-time jobs with what they were doing with the organization as teachers and directors. And so that taught me a lot about leadership and we can drill down more into that um, as we go, you know, throughout this podcast. But I will say that it's kind of like what John C. Maxwell talks about, who's, um you know, one of the most well-known leadership experts on the planet, I think, Um, you know, he talks about if you really want your leaders to get better, have them lead volunteers somewhere. (laughs) Because when people don't have an incentive of a paycheck or uh, reprimand and losing their job or or like the military, you know, they're not going to get thrown in the brig or something like that, then Uh, you know, people it's like, you really have to, you have to lead truly with influence and with, with love and with connection and with, uh, clear goals and clear vision for people. So that's, you know, that taught me so much uh, about myself and about the people I was leading. And I really do believe that, that leadership just, it, it, It it starts and ends with leading yourself and connecting with yourself, because when you have that connection within who you are, you can then kind of clean up your garbage that you might have that interferes with connecting and leading other people, and really get into just seeing the other person, hearing the other person you're leading, and receiving them, and also communicating a clear enough vision and clear enough expectations so that there's a two-way flow of communication and we can, you know, we can really get somewhere. And so that's, I guess you could say that that saying that's gone around for many years, I definitely adhere to, which is uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I know there's some leaders who don't, who are very successful, who don't use that at all, but I feel like where the world's going uh, going you kind of have to more and more or you're you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot So that's a little bit about my leadership as far as what I do uh, Personally with my business now the last just really the last couple years. I've been uh, Kind of figuring out what my business is and 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 making some pretty huge headway with it which is I am a mindset coach and I also teach online courses on laws of success and purpose, and passion, and finding your purpose, and passion, and power, and, uh, you know, just really helping people with their businesses, and their lifestyle, and their health, and their relationships, and so I've just, you know, over the years, I've worked with a lot of people, but just in the last couple years, I've had just a great privilege of working with, oh my gosh, one, one woman who is, uh, she and her husband own all the Orange Theory Fitness Centers here in town. And really just kind of helping her get her life in a greater place so she can heal herself and also run her business better and work with her family better. Um, I have a lady right now who's a huge like Mary Kay rep who's been doing it for 25 years and wants to go to the next level. And so uh, I've been helping her with really transforming the way she sees herself and uh, being able to connect deeper with and have even deeper relationships with people because that business is all any kind of direct marketing or, or uh, network marketing is all about relationships. Um, so I I like to help take people, even though I can work with almost anybody, I love to work with people who are kind of at the top of their game, but they want to go another layer deeper. Like they want to take what they're doing even further. They want to maximize what they do. They want to, um, achieve more or in some cases, you know, they're wanting that, but they don't realize that they actually need to kind of slow down in order to speed up, if that makes sense, where sometimes less is more. Sometimes people are trying to do so much that their their minds are scattered, their their energy is depleted, They you know, they feel burnt out, and they're not replenishing and returning to themselves what they need to really be their best for their, their work, their business, their, who they're leading, their families, um, all that sort of thing. So I know that's a lot that I'm kind of throwing out here right out of the gate, but uh, I know you kind of rolled that way too. So I'm just gonna end with that with an exclamation point and then you can <laughs> ask me what you want to know.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean a lot stood out and jumped out at me on that for sure. But one thing that really hit me was you have to lead yourself well first. Uh, I don't know about your journey through life and, and different people you've worked with, but there have been people throughout my career that they really did not seem to handle their own affairs very well. And they didn't handle themselves very well. And for whatever reason, they got promoted. And they were terrible at it. And for some reason, the powers that be were shocked. I remember one time I got passed over for a promotion and I was just devastated. Little did I know at the time, I probably wasn't ready for, you know, the den of vipers I would have been walking into. But the person they selected was a hot mess, just an absolute hot mess. And did they have tons of leadership skills? Absolutely. Um, Were they well-liked? Absolutely. Were they a good fit? Somewhat. But could they really take care of themselves? Not so much. And if you can't take care of yourself, it makes it really hard to lead other people. And I think sometimes people forget that, that that is a true leadership skill. You have to lead yourself before you can lead others, before you can lead an organization, before you can lead implementation. I mean, it's just kind of like a, a snowball effect. And so sometimes you have to back up and get to step one, which is leading self. Um, and, and that goes into the, your next big kicker was, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There are a lot of leaders out there who want to put on, you know, their armor. I'm going to put on my armor every day and go to work and I'm not going to show emotion because I'm not going to be that touchy-feely person, but you need to be that touchy-feely person, right? Um, I had a a discussion which was, was very pitiful because I sounded so much worse than this. I was so sick. I had 31 in a class and it was on negotiation and at the end um, the last segment was on being assertive and it was you don't need to be aggressive you need to be assertive and the difference between aggr- aggressive behavior and assertive behavior is aggressive behavior tramples on other people's rights assertive behavior you stand up for your own rights. and this woman started arguing with me that my definition was wrong <laughs> And it took all of my willpower, because I felt so bad at that point, at the end of the long day, not to just slap her upside the head. She goes, I'm going to have to look that up. I think you're just wrong. And I went, you just look that up, because we're just going to move on. You just go ahead and Google that, and we're moving on. And I wanted to say really, really badly, you're being extremely aggressive right now at the end of the day, and you're just about to piss me off but I did not. It was all I could do, but I held it together. You know, kudos for me. Yes, my arm hurt and pat me on the back, but it's really hard to do that sometimes. And when you're the leader, that's what you got to do. It's really hard. The other thing is people get moving so fast that they don't understand this importance of self-care they just go and go and go. So I went and went and went last week. I knew I had to go to California. I knew I had to train. And I got through my day Tuesday, which was very hard because I felt so bad, but there was nobody to take the day for me. I couldn't cancel with 31 people coming in. And Wednesday I went to the doctor and I've pretty much been on the couch ever since, drinking tons of water. Why? Because you have to, you have to just stop. And the people who think that they're just going to power through are just martyrs, right? You know, they are, and they're not going to get anywhere any faster because they're going to stumble and make mistakes. And like you said, energy depleted, mind scattered. I couldn't have done any more, any sooner than I did this morning. If I had tried to push myself the last couple of days, So um, those are some really key points right there. Um, I love that. So has there been somebody, whether it's a public figure, a private figure in your life, that has really set an example for you that you wanted to emulate their behavior? um, And like, what did they possibly do that led you to want to be more like them?
2: That's a great question. I've actually emulation has been a big part of my life. And it's been a strength and a weakness because I have strongly emulated the good traits of people. But I I found that for some years of my life, I accidentally started to emulate some of the darker or less productive traits of people as well. Um, You know, until I could kind of figure that out. Now I feel like I got a bigger, you know, years later, decades later, I've got a greater handle on it. And I've, I've really kind of sorted through that. So I don't know if I could say there's one person, because honestly, I have looked up to many people, teachers, leaders, uh, friends, family members, uncles, aunts. I mean, there's so many people who, I, I mean, anytime I get down on myself or start to like think, oh, things aren't going well, I just have to remind myself, holy crap, I have had so many good people in my life to look up to and to emulate uh, from communication skills. I mean, I had, a, I took martial arts in, in my youth and I had, you know, three different senseis and, and learned a lot about discipline. And from them, I had a great youth leader growing up who, you know, brought a kind of spirituality and at the time, which was my religion, you know, it to, to a greater place for me. Um, and then all, gosh, you know, whether it was bosses or, or teachers or leaders, uh, leaders at the School of Metaphysics. And then now, I mean, I have a, a couple of business coaches who I really look up to. So, you know, I, it's, it's a little hard to pin down just one thing. I mean, I actually have thought about writing a book many times uh, on something like um, meetings with remarkable teachers or something like that, because I feel like I could go through all these people who've been in my life and just talk about each, you know, each, each thing that I learned from them. Um, I will say that, you know, maybe just to kind of answer your question and distill some of it, there are a number of people who taught me, I feel like that serving others was very important. And I feel like that has been um, ingrained in me and is Definitely a big part of who I am, and, and to some degree, that started with my mom and dad because they're very service oriented people. Uh, and they, even though they did not get along at all with each other, um, they served my sister and I, I feel like very well to the best that they could with what they had. And then just looking at all these other people who taught me so much about service, and it seems like anytime I start to fall out of that mindset and that consciousness of thinking of others and it's not to say that i'm always it's not to say i'm a people pleaser or that i'm always putting other people first because i think you do have to have um you have to find that that balance and that harmony within yourself kind of like we were describing earlier uh but you don't really get anywhere if you're not able to think about another person's needs and like really uh, like identify them and go okay here's what this person needs or here's what this group of people needs and to, to have some accuracy in ascertaining what that is and really being able to tell what that is. So um, that's probably one of the biggest things that comes up. And then I guess one other thing I would mention that I've, I've paid attention to over the years and I've gotten better at this is seeing where a person really has authority, like true authority, inner authority that is radiating outward where they know what they know, right? I mean, there's, it's one thing to realize you don't know what you don't know and be humble. And I think that's very important for anyone and particularly a leader, Um, especially a leader, the more public your role is or the bigger the leadership role, uh, but, but certainly any leader. Although it's also important to know what you know and to stand you know, stand enough in that authority, not not to stand in a brittle way, where where you know you don't bend and you don't learn more. Um, I think a true leader is always learning more and always growing and is always humble and is always receiving uh, from the people around uh, her or him. But to to also know when there's something that you're like, okay, this part I do know right now. We need to focus on this. We need to have, you know, this is clear. And we're gonna we're gonna use this as our solid basis from which we operate, and that could be you know a leader with authority about the vision of where the the organization is going, or it could be the authority about um, how to treat people. You know, if, if you're if you're really good with treating people and someone isn't, you can be like, look, okay, I know this is this is what we've got to be doing, um, or any other area it could be about you know the strategy or the finances or um, spending, or a dozen or a hundred other things, but to to clearly get to a place where you can have that authority, and it's it's kind and it's reverent, but it's also powerful, and it emanates. And so I, I feel like uh, a lot of people around me have had that in in whatever areas they were very good at, you know, whatever areas that they were strong in, um, they could radiate that. And I've always been very keen to pay attention to it. So, um, I always look for that, you know, people who have that and can still be, you know, fun to be around and, and again, humble, uh, then that's a real, that's a real powerful combination to have authority and humility. I mean, you're kind of, you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's almost like the yin and yang of, of leadership, I feel like. So,
1: there you have it. <laughs> there, there we have it. Well, I, I love the, um, the whole idea of standing in your authority and your true self. Um, working with newer leaders and newer managers, there's always that feeling of lack of confidence or self consciousness, or, you know, how do I know I'm really that good? And I love having the conversation of, you know, list the things that you've actually accomplished. And when things don't go well go back to that list and remind yourself you do things well and somebody thought i was pretty silly for this but like the first biggest accomplishment of my life was second grade when i learned to tell time i mean that was a big deal and it's probably because i'm the youngest of four and everybody would say we're leaving in 10 minutes and i didn't know what 10 minutes was or they would say we have to leave at four and i didn't know what four was and that stressed me out a lot, like an immense amount. So my birthday's December, and so I learned to tell time in the first semester. I didn't even know it was a semester, but the first semester is second grade, and I got a watch for my birthday. And I've pretty much worn a watch every day since. And it's pretty much a given. Anywhere we go, I have a watch, and when things get rough, oh, I can wear a watch. I know what time it is. I can tell time, you know, it can be a digital clock. It can be, you know, the analog, I can tell time. So I think people forget that. And the other thing is I also have a baking business and I baked a cake one time and it was a sample cake and this woman hated it. I mean, she was just horrible in being so direct about how much she hated this cake. And a girlfriend was with me when we took this sample cake and the gal cut it and just immediately was it it had strawberries and bananas in it. You if you don't use a preservative of some sort, they're gonna turn. And she didn't want any preservatives of any type. Well, it needs pectin, it needs something. And so of course they turned. And so as soon as she cut the cake and, and pulled out a slice, she was like, Yeah, this will never do, and just threw the knife down and you know, it was it was just a scene. And um I was like, Well, I think I just can't serve you. I can't do this. And we left and my girlfriend looked at me and goes, Oh my gosh, you just want to sit down and cry? And I went, No. And she goes, Aren't you just devastated? And I said, That cake is delicious. It's amazing. And there's no way to do strawberries and bananas unless you cut it instantaneously as soon as you assemble it without them turning. I even reached out to a pastry chef to confirm this. And I said, um, she's not going to steal my joy. The cake was amazing. And so I think for me, sometimes people don't want to hold on to that power and confidence because they don't want to be cocky about it. But there, there's a very clear difference between being cocky in it. And like you say, standing in your power and authority, That you know what you know. I know that if somebody is aggressive, they're stepping on your rights. Period. End of story. And I know when I'm being assertive, I just stand up for my own. And we don't have to have an argument. Go ahead, you Google it, girlfriend. I'm moving on. We don't we don't have to have any more um interaction about that. And being humble if you don't know, you know, I don't know how to do that. I can't, you know. End of story. I can't do that. (laughs) It can't happen. So Um, I love that, and I love that you've had multiple people in multiple things. I just did a podcast recently on um, uh, discipline was a little bit of it, but it was my love for athletes because they are always prepared, and I was talking about being prepared for your next step, and that whole discipline and martial arts and the discipline that goes with that, we have to be disciplined every day to do, you know, what we need to do and, and move along, and you know, our, our, the people we look up to and then we emulate their behavior, good behavior and bad behavior, it starts as kids, and it just keeps going. And I I had some pushback recently because if we see bad behavior and we say we don't want to do that, but we don't ever see good behavior, we might easily fall into the bad behavior, is my <laughs> take on that. So I know I don't wanna do this, but if I don't draw some clear picture of what the opposite of that is, I may fall into it. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, well, it's it really is how the mind works, because when you understand how the mind works, and I, I'm talking about the whole mind, which includes the brain, and there's there's kind of non-physical parts of the mind as well. Um, but when you understand how the mind works, you have to have an image of what you want, who you want to become, what you want to do, the actions you're going to take, um, all of that. The mind has to have a positive, and I say positive, simply, when i say positive i'm not necessarily meaning like fluffy or frou-frou-y, but it can be cuz usually there's some some po- like joy surrounding it but the the mind just needs an image of like you said what to do where to go who to be and so that's that's where what you it's cool that you asked me that question about emulation because i feel like so many people <clears throat> don't understand like the power of emulation. You know, so many people just don't even think about looking at someone or being around someone, really. Uh, I mean, it's the beauty of having a leader or a teacher or a mentor or a coach, particularly one who you're around on a somewhat regular basis or a regular basis, is that you can start to almost absorb those better, higher qualities or the things that you know, that you're not as good at. I mean, it's actually being around anybody who who's better at something than you instead of getting jealous or feeling intimidated or feeling uh, threatened, you know, that's the worst, you know, feeling threatened by someone who's better than you at something. And, and certainly I've fallen into that, but mostly these days, I, if I'm around someone or I know someone who's really good at something, I'm like, huh, how does he do that? Uh, how How did she learn that? Or how did she accomplish that? And and so that curiosity to grow and to be like, and, and it leads to what you're saying, where it replaces, and then you can start to consciously formulate the image. Now you could start to formulate the image even without having been around the people, but being around people and then also having new experiences too, like where you're actually, you know, five sensory engaged in something. You're not just reading about it, but you're actually, you know, going on a, hike through the woods somewhere you're actually going to another country you're actually you know uh, doing something in your city you know, uh, dancing you know going out dancing or learning to dance whatever where you actually give yourself those experiences you know you start to reprogram your brain with new possibilities and then you anyway i know we're kind of kind of drifting from leadership but i believe this all ties back to leadership because um You're right. You're absolutely right. You have to have whatever it takes, whether it's a mentor, whether it's new experiences, whether it's being around other people, you have to have some way to start formulating the image of positively who you want to be and and, uh, how you want that to come across and to manifest.
1: (laughs) And I think we can just be so much more than we already are. And we can be better leaders than we are currently. We just need to find those qualities and attributes that we want to possess. I call it superpowers. What superpowers do you want to have? Yeah. You want to that. emulate. Yeah. And you have to have a positive picture. And to um, just my personal life experience to support what you just said, I tried to quit smoking uh, 40 bazillion times. And um, I finally did quit in 2007. March of 2007. And the reason I never quit successfully and stayed quit was everything was a negative reason to quit. You're going to get cancer. You're going to get bronchitis. You're going to die. It was all doom and gloom. And your brain just can't cope with that. So I ended up taking the drug Chantix. I know that's very, you know, controversial, but I'm going to say without it, I would have never quit. But they had a daily call every day. I got this recorded call have you taken your drug today as prescribed and have you smoked since your last check-in? And if you smoked, you had to press the number two. If you did not, you pressed number one. Well I did not want to have to press number two and say I smoked. So I I finally did break down and and, uh, took a puff off a cigarette. So I had to press number two and I was scared to death. You know, are they going to shoot me? Is there something going to come out of the phone? And they said, that's okay. You've been doing so great get back on track, take your medication as prescribed, and do better. And I was like, oh my gosh, they didn't like kill me or kick me out of the program or whatever. But it was a positive thing. And they estimated every day how much they thought I had saved by not buying cigarettes. And so they had positive affirmations every day. I got a call every day for eight weeks. Then three times a week, and then once a week, and it went on for a whole year. I got calls at 7 p.m. every night from "Hello, is this Jennifer? <laughs> this is your check-in call." So those positive things they do so much more, and they yeah. it creates the picture that you want.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it, it, I, I've over the years, I've, I've, uh, I guess, I've gotten to where I sometimes you need some of that negative stuff just to like get a kick in the, you know, kick in the pants or whatever. Uh, and and some people, some people do respond to that more, right? There are some people who need that more or they, um, gets their attention faster, but I don't think a person can really progress without the positive piece. You know I mean? You, you, you do, you do max out, um, with with just focusing on what you don't want or what's not working so yeah i totally i completely agree uh with that it's a good point
1: love it so do you have any um closing thoughts on leadership skills or um any tips you would give to a new manager they're just promoted what's one thing you think they should know or check into
2: mm. Let's see. Yeah, there, there's a few things. Uh, I would, for one, I would make sure as a manager or any type of leader, even like I know a guy who who actually coaches C-level executives, like CEOs, CFOs, you know, this sort of thing. And the thing about being in a leadership position is, I feel like you you have to have someone you can confide in, it could be your boss. If you have a, you know, if you are in a managing position and you have a boss who you can connect with, uh, that's great. But if not, I think it's very important to either have a coach or a mentor or in some cases, maybe even a, a peer group of, of similar uh, leaders or, or different leaders, you know, it could be even different corporations, just some way to check in. Some way to vent frustrations, some way to also get insights and get clarity, and get uh, the support that you need. And and that could you know that might be purely like emotional intelligence type support. It might be strategic support. Um, I feel like the more holistic it is, the better. It just it makes such a difference. I think for a leader because I've been in the position where I've been in a. Uh, where I've had that support and I've also been in positions where I felt like I didn't. And at times when I didn't, I felt very lost and alone and frustrated. And it, it it ultimately there were aspects that just led to some, some bad things happening or at least just not very good things. So, and when I've had that support, I felt like I could really fly and I could really just go so I think it's very important for a person to find that. And if it's within the company or within the structure, the organization you're with, that's awesome. If it's not, that's okay too. you know. And so I think it's so important. I just want to empower people to say, it's okay to just get what you need. And so having that, that mentorship or that peership um, or that connection uh, where you can talk about what's going on, I think that's, that's super critical. And if it's someone who can also give some advice, like some direction and some things you can try, then I think that's even better uh for a person to have that. So uh I can't yeah, I can't stress I think that's one I, I don't know if I hear in, in like the leadership books I've read and the people I've seen speak on leadership. I don't know if I've even heard them necessarily talk about that too much, but I do believe that's one of the most important things, and then I'll just kind of second that with it goes right along with it, which is to always be developing yourself uh, and developing yourself could be you know reading about leadership, going to seminars and workshops on on growth and leadership or personal growth, or just delving into your own personal practice, which you know for me, one of those things is meditation. I practice meditation every day. Um, and sometimes a couple different types of meditation, it it really can be whatever you need, but kind of goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of whether you want to call it self-care or self-development or just taking care of yourself and finding what what those needs are and exploring that. So those are the two things I guess I would recommend is again, coming back to the development of the self is one. And the second one is finding a mentor, leader or coach or group to connect with so that you have that kinship and you can uh sounding board and connection to to help you stay sane and keep moving forward (laughs) as a leader
1: excellent because you know it's true they say it's lonely at the top and it is lonely at the top unless (laughs) you build in those things hey so damian if somebody wanted to work with you what do you have going on
2: well first of all i i do one-on-one mindset coaching with people and they can go to my website, DamianNordman.com or I'm sorry. Yeah. damiennordman.com, two ends at the end. Um, and I also do I'm in January, actually January 15th, I'm going to be starting a course called uh, an online course called purpose, passion, and power, discovering your Dharma. And so this is all about, this course is all about you drilling into why are you here? What makes you happy? What motivates you? What gets you fired up? What, what are you passionate about? What do you, you, know, you most love to do? And then with the, the power part of it is all about how do you create the life you want? How do you manifest things easier? How do you accomplish things easier? And so this, I've already got several people enrolled in the course, and I've got a wide range of people um, entrepreneurs and people of various different fields are are coming in and just, it's, it's going to be a blast. So if people want to check that out, they can actually go to my website, DamianNordman.com slash courses, or they can just go into the courses tab. And that's, what's there right now is the purpose, passion, and power masterclass. It's actually a, um, technically it's a seven week course. It's a six week course, but I've tacked on a bonus week on how to make money doing what you love or how to make money with your passion. So uh, yeah, please uh, feel free to come check it out. We're gonna have a lot of fun and uh, yeah, we'll rock it out.
1: Awesome, thanks Damien, And thank you again for being my guest today. And uh, like we've already said, we have so much in common to share about that we're just gonna have to be on each other's podcast. Hey, what is your podcast called by the way? So people can check that out.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. It's called The Inner Secrets of Success, and Inner it uh, yeah, drops on Tuesdays.
1: Drops on Tuesdays. Okay, New Manager Media is on Monday, Inner Secrets of Success on Tuesday. Catch us both. I'm Jennifer Takagi, New Manager Media. I look forward to connecting with you soon.
0: Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you, and may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.